the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming with us. The Monday. How did it get to be Monday already? Well, that's what happens when you have like a big event on Sunday. When we all know that today should be a national holiday. Yeah. We've all, we've all informally decided this, mm-hmm. and yet no one who's in a power position will just call it. Yeah. Uh, is next week a national holiday? President's Day? President's Day is coming up. It could be maybe next Monday. Why don't they just switch it around? It is. Make it President slash Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm sure the, the memory of Abraham Lincoln and George Washington would approve. I mean, it's, I don't know, it just would, the shoe fits. Do you think there are descendants? There have to be. Descendants of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln currently living in the United States? Why would there not be? If they, if they were, I'd like to follow them on Twitter. <laughs> Are they good? Are they a good follow? Because <laughs> we could ask them if they mind. They wouldn't mind. They, How could they you, mind? You don't even know that they exist. How do you no, know they I, don't mind? Uh, well, I'm just saying. Well, yeah. Considering you know DNA testing, well, I wonder if could you dig up George Washington's we bones? Have his hit his uh, a shock of his hair oh. is at the Heinz History Center. Well, let's do a little DNA testing and find out. Maybe we are. Maybe we ourselves are descendants of George Washington. I can't be. He walked through Western Pennsylvania. I can't be because I know how I got, how I got here. Oh right. Right. Well, I can't mind. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, in our listening area, there may be descendants. Yeah, there of could George be. Washington. You know what's a great thing to do? Hmm. Going to the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln in uh, around Lexington, Kentucky. It is so beautiful. Yeah, I've driven and they, they've di- and they've done such a they just such a wonderful job with the whole area. Real, it, First of all, it's beautiful. Second of all, the log cabin where he was born is still preserved. Get out. And they built a house around it because obviously it can't take the weather. It's got to be tiny. It's super small. You walk into a house mm-hmm. and then walk into – You can into- only look – yeah, you walk into a larger house and then you kind of wait in line like you're waiting for like an amusement park ride. And then you see the you house. You walk into the you house? You cannot walk into the house. You can look at it from the outside, but you can't walk into it. Yeah, because I can't imagine. It's oh, dirt, it's- dirt floor, mm-hmm. right? I mean, super cool. But it's a beautiful – beautiful area hmm. yeah i really loved it i'm not sure it's, it's not even president's day why no. didn't you ask me a valentine question <laughs> <laughs> well that, they couldn't make a, a national holiday for valentine's day no it's right because yeah, it's It'd be kind of cheesy it's a little peripheral it's gonna blow off you know yeah. kind of that's floofy. the problem right because you think oh it's uh, because every time we give a national holiday then you know our productivity goes down the federal uh, the government mm. yeah federal, yeah we paying, can't do that we can't do that. It turns around. Right. Another holiday? Another holiday? Uh, seriously? Another one? But, see, but today I could use a national holiday. Everybody should have the day after the Super Bowl off. Did you sit on the couch a lot? I don't have a couch. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's Did you lay sad. in the bed? You lay in the bed. <laughs> I sat in a chair. I, I, sat I sent a... you guys a picture of my Super Bowl. My Super Bowl bowl. Oh, yeah. It was very nice. Which had my nachos in mm-hmm, it, the mm-hmm. olive 
salad that you brought for me, which mm-hmm. was delicious, John. Excellent. I made guacamole. Yeah. It was a little disappointing. What? The Super Bowl food? Yeah. Or the Super Bowl? Super Bowl food. Oh. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl at 5 o'clock. We'll talk well, in particular about some I mean, everything you eat now, is, you know, it's got to be diminished somewhat. You're, it is. You're living it, on a hot plate. That's yeah, like, you know, I made the nacho cheese in the hot plate, you guys, and it, I mean... Come on. I mean, you're like James It wasn't Cadney that good. Doing, you know, self... You're like you're in a cell block. Yeah, and let a, me tell you what it was like to clean that up in the bathtub. Oh, I don't I decided I'm never doing that again. My wife and I talk about the bathtub a lot. Yeah, I bet. You're probably concerned that I'm going to end up with... Well... What disease could I end up with? Some kind of food poisoning. Just what the drain must be like. Are you, I, I oh, you, no. You can't put any food down the drain. Okay, good. You have to put that in the toilet. Oh, no. See, TMI. You have to. Where, where do you think it's going to go? Monday and think, already. We're, where do you TMI. think it's going to go, John? Holy smokes. Where it's got to go. All right. <laughs> you you want to come over this weekend no. for dinner? No, I'm good. Christy, you? I'll pass. All right. I don't want to visit. I don't want to use your bathroom. I don't want to, you know. Any, although, isn't it funny? Uh, you use my bathtub. Yeah. Right? Right. Years ago. Mm-hmm. What happened? Your kid got a rash or something? Yeah, it was a uh, – we thought it was poison ivy and it ended up not being poison ivy. So we were having a gathering at our house in the summertime Mm -hmm. and all of our kids were there. They were little, maybe like 10, 8, that age. I think think Katie Rose was like 6. And you were like, "Uh, can I take my kid up to your bathtub and I don't even know you, but can I take my kid into your bathtub? No, you knew me well. She had this like red rash and you know it was one of those rashes that you can watch it spread. Mm. You're thinking, I feel like this is bad. People are like, "Where's calf? She's up taking a bath with her kid." <laughs> remember the time I remember the time I got sick at your house? I do remember that as well. <laughs> and that our toilet sits by a window that looks <laughs> looks out over the backyard, and there was, and was "Where's calf?" And like we're waving, and there's like a little crack in the in the blind. I was like, well, I got really sick that day. Oh, uh, you did. Yeah, that was a shame. We had burgers. <laughs> you sat in the pot. I couldn't even. That whole day was a wash. No, no, it was more than a wash. Believe me, <laughs> much more than a wash. <laughs> anyway, how do we segue into the news after this conversation? I'm going to leave that to you. How do we? Because <laughs> that's pretty slim, pretty slim pickings there. But okay, let's let's get serious here for a moment and look at inter- international. Oh, geez, really? International and national news. Oh, gosh. Kath, as we always do. Yeah. As we always do, please yeah. give us the top four <laughs> at four. Oh, my gosh. Holy smokes. Number one, John. So Russia has moved some long-range artillery and rocket launchers into firing position, threatening Ukraine. U.S. believes Russia will attack Ukraine by the end of the week, though not certain what form that'll take. What does that mean, what form that'll take? See what when it comes. Are they going to say bad things about them on Twitter? I no, mean, like, no, what? You know, I mean, what are we? Ta- what are we talking about? What form that will take? Please don't. Please don't let people die. Please don't. Well, if they attack Ukraine, people are going to die. I, I mean, it's just horrible. It's absolutely atrocious. And speaking of Russia, uh, Russian figure as number two, Russian figure skater Kamilia Valieva will be allowed to continue competing at the Winter Olympics despite failing a drug test. Scam. Did you hear about that? Scam. Now, what is going on? Scam. All the I whole can, thing's crooked. I, I Everything's just, rigged. I feel like this. Everything. I feel like this poor girl, who's like 
14 or something, 15, 15, has been totally manipulated by her government, by the... I I can't even figure out what happened with this drug test. Um, Because she tested positive in December ahead of the figure skating championships, Mm -hmm. but nobody saw the result until... Listen... Oh, this is what they're saying. Nobody saw the result until after they did the team Get out. What, skating did... thing, which they won. Nobody saw it? Nobody saw the result. I... Is that it, it a scam? This, this director at the Olympics says, This late notification is extremely unfortunate as it affects not only the athlete but also the organizers of the Olympic Games. In other words, they said, We would not have this case and I would not be here if these anti-doping test procedures would have been completed in one week or ten days as is generally the case at the Olympics. So it took that long for the results to come back. That's what it was. It's not that they weren't released. Sure. It's that they didn't know what they were. Yeah. Do you think the whole thing's rigged? Yes. The whole thing. No, Times ten. Number three. Remember the four-legged, 37-pound creature that was being treated for mange in Fairfield County? Oh, I do. Remember at the Mount Pleasant Township Wildlife Rehab Center? It destroyed a vet's It was there for two nights, and then it took the place apart. Mm -hmm. It got out of its cage. It figured out how to get out of a window and get open the window and get out of the screen before it exited into the wilderness. Anyway, DNA results are back. 100% coyote. Wow. That's so cool. And scary, it's right? a wild thing. Uh, cannot be contained. Obviously, it didn't want to be contained. And number four, the LA Rams won the Super Bowl 23-20 mm-hmm. over the Cincinnati Bungles. Yeah. It was a good game. I enjoyed it a lot. It was. A, yeah. I, I found myself getting tense. That's your top four for. All right. Thank you. Were you tense? I was tense at the end. Why was I tense? Like, I know. I, care, I kept nothing. telling myself, you don't care about either one of these teams. Why are you tense? Well, I, the only reason I was tense because I wanted to beat you two. You and, and Christy. Well, we're going to talk about that at 550. All right. Because you didn't. Oh, boy. That's why I was tense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was stress eating. Yeah, okay. Another, another elephant ear, please. Coming up next, this week in the nation's capital, our good friend Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, will tell us the latest on Ukraine. And also, um, apparently there's a Bible verse on display in the White House Valentine message today. Does that surprise you? Very much so. Okay. I wonder if it surprises them. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Do you have a holy boldness in your faith? Arrogance. Presumption. This is not boldness. What is boldness? Boldness is having the courage to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ in the face of opposition. Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Living Supernaturally, this month. On Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. My son is in the second grade at our local public school, and yet somehow he gets to attend a Bible class during his school day because of LifeWise Academy. We're seeing public school students from urban, rural, and suburban communities who have never heard the basic stories of how Jesus came to rescue us. Hey, Word FM listeners, I'm Joel Penton, founder of LifeWise Academy, and we bring Bible education to public school students during the school day. Believe it or not, in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students can actually be released from public school during school hours to receive religious instruction. However, almost no one knows it's possible. LifeWise Academy provides the structure and tools for local communities to put to work. This program is taking off nationwide and our kids' futures are being changed. Would you consider leading the charge to start a LifeWise in your neighborhood school? 
The first step is to voice your support at LifeWiseAcademy.org. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life for a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Before Bamboo HR... feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. We go now to the White House, where Greg Clugston joins us. Greg Clugston is the SRN News White House correspondent with an update about what's happening in the Ukraine crisis. Greg, happy Monday. Welcome back. How are you? Hey, John. Doing great. Good to be here on the Thank you. ride home with you and Kathy. Mm, yeah. Good. Yeah. It's always good to see you here, Greg. The ride home streaming live on YouTube if you want to see Greg's face. Uh, via Zoom, via Zoom, we're talking about the latest, and of course, we'll go to Ukraine first, as John said. I mean, all of us have been hoping that this was something that we could um, avert. avert, that it could be, you know, talked away or it could be negotiated away. And now I see news that people are thinking that there's going to be an attack by the end of the week. Yeah, for starters, nobody knows. The the White House doesn't know. The Defense Department doesn't know. There's speculation. It's also based on intelligence gathering. There's been a lot of cooperation between the U.S. uh, and NATO and among allies in the region in terms of uh, intelligence and information gathering and sharing. But the bottom line is nobody knows, uh, you know, the mind of Vladimir Putin, of course, who is directing all of this activity in terms of the military troop buildup along the Ukraine border. Having said all that, the White House um, and the Defense Department, but especially at the end of last week, the White House uh, was giving a pretty, uh, pretty bleak outlook uh, as to what could happen, saying that uh, the White House, the United States, believes that Russia is now clearly in a position for an invasion to take place at any time. Uh, so that means, yes, it could happen as soon as you know this week, uh, or, or whether something happens between now and a possible start to an attack. Uh, possibly it could be deter- deterred. Diplomacy and deterrence efforts continue. It was a pretty busy weekend for the for the president. For example, he was on the he was on the phone for an hour with Putin on Saturday. He called the Ukrainian president yesterday, and he was talking with the British Prime Minister Johnson earlier this afternoon. Still no change in the situation, so that's where we are right now. So, Greg, I wonder, just, you know, looking ahead and trying to, you know, have some vision of what might happen if and when Russia does attack, 
Ukraine would be committed to defending their country? Or would they just say, there's no sense in defending ourselves against this gigantic war machine that's about to take place. We'll just surrender even as this event is, is ongoing. Has there been talk about that? Yeah, well, I mean, that's an unknown to some degree, uh, but I think it's a, it's a legitimate concern and certainly a legitimate question. Now, there have been uh, military supplies from the United States and other yeah. NATO partners lot, that have right? been flowing into Ukraine. So the, so the sense is that there would be some sort of fight, some sort of defense on the part of Ukraine. What makes the, the Ukraine story so interesting is there is, you know, there are, you know, separatists. There are Russian uh, supporters who are in Ukraine. Uh, and so there has been these, these tensions ongoing within that country for a number of years now. And Russia is trying to, uh, you know, is trying to beef up those that are inside Ukraine that support Moscow's efforts. And so uh, it's not just the military troops uh, along the border from from Russia, mm. although that is very concerning, but also just the dynamic within the country. Uh, and so that that's why there's a big question mark as to how quickly the Ukrainian capital, for example, might fall if there is a military invasion. What about the effect of the timing, um, Greg? So, you know, the Olympics, the two weeks every couple years is supposed to be usually is a time when, you know, countries come together. We celebrate the, you know, divergence in culture and, you know, the glory of sport and, you know, the wonderful nature and, and dedication of young people all around the world. Um, this time, what? First of all, it's weird because it's happening in China when we know all the human rights violations that are going on. Second of all, it's at the wrong time, right? Because we just had an Olympics. Um, but third of all, um, I, I thought I heard that Russia was thinking of delaying any military incursion until after the Olympics were over. Um, what do you hear about that? Is there, is there any, is there any conversation about, the, about the timing Olympics versus the situation in Ukraine? Certainly, this idea that the possibility of a possible invasion could be delayed until after the Olympics has been suggested. It's it's out there uh, uh, being discussed, but there's there's no real credence being given to it, at least by the United States. Uh, again, going back to my first point is because U.S. officials say they simply don't know the mind of Putin and uh, what his strategy might be. It, it's noteworthy that Putin was at the opening uh, ceremony of the Olympics there for the first day or two. Russia and China are partners on a lot of different levels. And so the thinking was that Putin would not want to anger or take the spotlight away from China, uh, which is which is seeing this as as the world, you know, world stage when you are hosting the Olympics. But at the same time, then you had the White House giving uh, uh, intelligence, sharing intelligence matters. And it wasn't just the White House. There were other partners and things who were suggesting that uh, it could happen as soon as this week and possibly even a date of Wednesday was given out by by some country um, as to saying uh, it could happen that soon. So, again, it, it's in this murky area of not knowing what the what the true intentions of Vladimir Putin are, because Moscow says there is no plan for an invasion, even though they have. 100,000 plus troops on the border. And that's interesting, right? I mean, so Moscow was pushed back and said, oh, this is Western hysteria. This is something that you've created, yeah. sort of putting us in the, in, the, in the driver's seat, when in fact, of course, that's not true. So what about that, Greg? What do you know about President Biden speaking with Vladimir Putin? You said it, it was just even on Saturday, they had another hour-long discussion. 
Right. We got we got a readout from the White House. We heard from the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, uh, on some of the Sunday talk shows yesterday. And it was really a, a repeated statement by President Biden in terms of the United States position, the West's position, NATO's position in terms of, of cautioning and, in fact, warning Russia not to not to invade Ukraine, uh, because even though Ukraine is not actively seeking NATO membership, that is a concern of Vladimir Putin, worried that a former Republic state, a Soviet state like Ukraine could possibly become a member of the NATO alliance, which was, of course, an alliance to stand up against the old Soviet Union, uh, would be sort of a black eye for, for Vladimir Putin and Russia. Uh, but even though that's not actively being pursued, uh, this, this idea of losing another piece of the former Soviet bloc uh, even further uh, that seems to be the driving force here for Putin, even though, again, he says uh, he's he's not interested in invading. The foreign minister in Russia today told reporters that Accenture issued a statement saying that uh, he is hoping that there can be more continued talks, more negotiations with the United States and others. So there is still this hope, possibly an off-ramp, a diplomatic off-ramp, which the White House says is still open if Putin wants to take it. We're speaking with Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. So, Greg, let's go from one bad story to another. Uh, numbers out today are four to five. Of course, what everyone knows, that inflation continues to rise. Right. We we got those numbers, and they came as no surprise in, in one sense. 7.5% increase in inflation over the course of last year. Um, and what the White House – the White House, by the way, was – pretty much expecting the numbers to be above 7% because, you know, we had had, we had had 11 of the 12 months already confirmed in terms of what those numbers were. So uh, the writing uh, was pretty clear on that. What the White House was putting its hope in was uh, the possibility of seeing some improvement on, on the most recent month-to-month trends, saying, okay, yeah, 7.5% inflation on just about all goods and services over the last year, but maybe from November to December to January, there was an improving trend. We didn't see that. We saw it continue to, to worsen. And so the initial, uh, you know, the initial statement and, and hope by the White House at the beginning of Biden's term in office and early last summer of it being transitory inflation or temporary inflation uh, still hasn't borne out. And everybody's paying a lot at the grocery store and at the gas pump. Mm. Last night's Super Bowl, Greg, uh, seeing 75,000 people in a stadium um, in California with no masks <laughs> made people who live in California really mad um, about the kinds of restrictions that they're under. So different states are going in different places. Some are rolling back mask mandates, both Republican and Democratic governors. Uh, what are things like at the White House? Well, the White House is sticking by the CDC guidelines, which currently uh, have stricter guidance in terms of mask uh, masking in public and, and that sort of thing than what we're seeing from a lot of states. And a lot of these states uh, that are changing their rules, whether it's New Jersey or Massachusetts, other states are, be, are, are, are led by Democratic governors who are essentially breaking away from, from President Biden on this. Uh, they feel like their, their numbers are changing in enough positive direction in terms of caseloads and, and infections and hospitalizations uh, that they can start to ease and uh, you know, pull back on some of these restrictions. And the White House, uh, 
I think that there are discussions that are starting to be made in terms of maybe moving in that direction, but they're, they're sticking with the CDC and essentially waiting for uh, the health officials at that agency to make the decision before Biden agrees to it. Hmm. All right. Well, it's no surprise, right? I mean, throughout COVID, the pandemic, there's been mixed signals from everyone. So, right. Did you see any masks at the Super Bowl last no, night? No, of course not. I didn't either. No, no, mm-hmm. no. Uh, no. Except for the players when they were on the field, right? Right, exactly. With the helmets. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Imagine if you were in California and especially your kids were in school all yeah. day, you know, going being masked all day in school, your six-year-old or whatever, your teacher's masked or whatever, and they turn on the Super Bowl and everybody's, you know, 20 miles having away a having a big party. Right, exactly. Make you crazy. Craig, okay, so uh, it happy nice Valentine's Day. didn't it? Oh, yeah. it was very nice and warm. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day to you and yours. Uh, the White House released a Valentine's Day statement today, which uh, had a, a Bible theme to it talk talk to us about this yeah it did really interesting there was a, a large a large wooden piece of art a couple of pieces of artwork out on the north lawn today including a, a heart-shaped uh you know decoration and it had a bible verse on it what? it was first corinthians 13 talking about uh and the greatest of these is love and so it was a it was really? a new living translation of of that bible verse it was a part of an effort by the first lady. She had asked some second graders at a D.C. public school uh, to put together some Valentine's uh, decorations that they could hang at the White House. And she asked them to uh, to make the decorations around some key values, hope, love, peace, family, compassion, those kinds of things. So she was trying to uh, use the day to instill some some good values and also added a, a little biblical uh, input as well, and it's right there right. for all to see on the front lawn of the White House. Interesting. Okay. All right. So, Greg, let, let me just uh, throw this in here because you know you see this on some media, but not a lot of other media. What about the uh, the report that we hear about uh, the Clintons uh, spying on uh, oh, uh, the yeah. Trumps? Mm-hmm. Uh, any is anybody talking about that at the White House? Um, not a lot at the White House. <laughs> there have been a lot. There's been. It's not really a news blackout, but a lot of uh, news outlets have, have uh, steered away from the story. Yeah. But there was a special counsel that was appointed during the Trump administration to look into the origin of the whole Russian uh, you know, link to right. the Trump campaign and to Donald Trump. Yes. And so this special counsel filed in court last week, sort of a convoluted uh, story, but essentially uh, f- found an individual who worked in cybersecurity who was using contacts that he had with the government to possibly look into White House servers uh, to find dirt on President Trump and also was trying to use that same technology into uh, accessing servers at the Trump Tower in New York. Uh, So this is not somebody who worked directly for the campaign but had connections to uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party. That seems like that has to be a huge story. But it's not, isn't it? Right? Uh, How can that not be a huge story? That's exactly the question that Donald Trump is asking and has put out some some emailed statements and uh, some other statements that have been put out by colleagues of his online saying that uh, this is a this is a bigger scandal uh, than Watergate and and all the rest. And everybody's being quiet about it. So he's he's trying to raise a stink, but uh, it hasn't gotten a lot of traction yet. And we'll have to see if there are further there further court filings. The, uh, The special counsel's investigation is not over yet. And so there isn't has not been a definitive report that has been concluded at this point. All right, Greg. Always interesting. Right. Thanks for filling us in Thanks, on a Greg. lot of different aspects of uh, okay. the news. Good Happy to see Valentine's you. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Hope you enjoy yourself. Thanks. Yep. Take a quick break. Come back. 
Uh, are you familiar with t- Tinder? <laughs> well, I haven't been on it. Uh, no, neither. We'll talk <laughs> about Tinder and the um, blind date aspect of it. Maybe that'll improve things. All right, maybe. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. Hey, this is John Hall. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99, and for a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's softcover book free when you use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code WORD. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code WORD. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Unjunk your sleep during the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Shop now and get a king bed for a queen price, plus a free adjustable base with purchase. Don't miss hot buys like beds starting at just $159.99, plus Tempur-Pedic savings. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 13. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies will reach a high tomorrow of 35. Tomorrow night, another moonlit sky on tap with a low of 27. Wednesday will be breezy with times of clouds and sunshine. It'll become noticeably milder with a high of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. God bless anyone who who's doing online dating. Christy. I mean, can you imagine? Listen, I thought dating was emotionally taxing 
when I was doing it in person all the time. I can't imagine if I was doing it online. Right. Okay, so Tinder has announced um, today, because of course today is Valentine's Day, is that they have a new blind date feature where, um, so how, how does this work? You don't see each other's profiles, but you- Profile pictures. Profile pictures. But then you engage in a couple of questions with each other. And Tinder will sort of like connect you based upon somewhat algorithm or something. Okay. And then they'll say, here, Phil, um, I will, uh, it's okay to wear a shirt blank number of times. Before you wash it. Before you wash it. Or I put ketchup on blank. So if you fill those out and then there's this commonality, then they put you together. Well, so if, the, if he says fries 15. and I say fries, then we're matched up. I mean, that is like. Or if you say, you know, I wash my, I never, 15 times before I wash my shirt. Right. Then no one go. gets back to you on you Tinder. Go. Well, I mean, you never know, right, people. And so then they put you together like in some sort of chat aspect. And then you do your little chat back and forth. And then at that point, you have an option to see each other's profiles. So it's a blind date. All right. Okay. So. I like it. Okay. I like it too. So there's, when you're thinking about blind dates, there's, there's like uh, the good part of the blind date and the bad part of the blind date. I've never been on a blind date. Never once. Never. Have you, Christy? No, never. Good for you. What? You were on a blind date, Kat? How many blind dates? How many? Four. Hmm. Anything good? No. Never. But outstanding stories. But someone said, who loves you? This is a good person. You mm-hmm. would like this person. Mm-hmm. Someone was playing matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Four different people were playing and matchmaker. And nothing came of it. Nothing, but a gr- but great stories. Okay. Very, very uncomfortable time. I am sure. But extremely, extremely. Well, you know what? I should say, one of my boyfriends actually did. It wasn't, it wasn't like a formal blind date, like the other ones I'm thinking of. But it was kind of like a, hey... You know him, right? I don't really remember him. Well, you remember him. Well, you know what? He's going to be at my house Saturday. And then I did meet one of my boyfriends uh, that way. So He's going to be at my house. Like, so like, like we're you went there par- and... Oh, oh, sorry, we're, we're having, having a, party. a party. So he's one of like... Right. He was like sitting on the couch <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> hey, no. I just happened to stop by no, and have a no, cookie. No, no, no. So yeah, that was kind of a blind date. So five. Really? Mm-hmm. And nothing good? Really well, I, I did date that one guy for a year. So a it was, year? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So yeah, you so had it was some long, success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Christy- But the ones that like meet, let's meet at a restaurant because mm-hmm. this person set us up, oh. that never worked. That never worked. Christy? I'd be a nervous wreck. You've never had a blind date? Never had a blind date. Uh-huh. What, why? What is your- No one's ever hooked you up and said, hey. Um, People have tried to hook me up, but yeah. like- it's like we knew each other from church, so it was never like a actual, total blind yeah. date. Right, exactly. Okay, so of course the worst thing about the blind date is that it usually goes poorly and you're stuck yeah. there. Right? Uh, could you just do coffee, blind coffee? You could. Right. I can't believe you never had a blind date. Never. I told you I've only dated women who worked in the theater, so I knew who they were, which was great. <laughs> That is limiting if you think about it. Eh, no, no, I think it was very healthy. Okay. It really was. Good, you have to limit yourself somehow. Yeah, no, it was good. Okay, so uh, Tinder, you were on Tinder, but now you're not. I'm not, no longer on Tinder. Why okay. is that? Why is that? Um, people are just kind of gross. Yeah. Gross. Like, you know, well, just men are just, you know. Men are gross. Yeah, just some inappropriate things that are like the first thing that they send to you. Uh, God bless you. Uh, what? <laughs> That's horrible. That's really a shame. How do you find love amidst all that thing? 
Right? I mean, there's really some, there's excellent people out there. Yes, there are excellent people out there. I go to church and and you look around and you think, there's all these like single women at church and there's very few single guys. That's true. Do you find that at your church also, Christy? Um, Yes and no. Okay. Well, that's that's a belief. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I don't don't know enough people to like know that they're fully. Oh, sure. Because you're still kind of new there. Yeah. I would say definitely at my church, there are more young women than young men by probably double. Easily. I would say so too, right? And you think, oh my, how do you find that? I don't know. It's really hard. Not through the Tinder dating app. But probably Tinder is not going to do it. (laughs) No. All right. All right. Coming up next. Um, So the TV show Friends is uh, back. It's being shown in China. The only thing is that they've changed some significant items. Oh, right. So China has censored Friends? Of course. They censor everything. Why wouldn't they censor Friends? All right. We'll talk about this next. 101.5 101.5 WORD. She was giving me the ultrasound and she turned on the sound and my baby had a heartbeat. I have a baby inside of me. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you could provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY or go to wordfm.com. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. And now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that non-contact thermometers are not accurate. They also have inaccurate information on their labels regarding accuracy. New COVID strains are on the rise, and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible. At a time when accuracy matters, accurate temperature measurements are essential. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at Exergen.com. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I did wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. 
I have never watched uh, an episode of Friends. Never. How can that be? I have no interest. Christy, I looked, can I, I've I've watched the series like multiple times. I can't believe that. Yeah. The entire it's a decade long series, right? No, was it eight seasons, for, right? It ran for ten oh, seasons. Oh no, I think it. I think it was yeah nine. Really? Okay. I've never seen it, and I, I cannot believe yeah, that. I have no interest. Do you do you hear people making jokes, and you think mm-hmm. I have no idea what they're talking about? I could care less. Seriously, I just don't care. I saw it like still you know, not using it, right, Joe? No, I just see the original, and I go, eh, okay. Anyway, uh, uh, I'd be at home in Japan. Uh, Friends has returned. Wait, to Chinese, you mean in, in, in sorry, China? I'm sorry, in China. Yeah. Friends has returned to Chinese streaming services this month after a several-year absence, although with changes that have apparently upset Chinese fans. Uh, scenes have been edited or removed, and uh, the Chinese authorities say this is how it is. Uh, people have said the best thing to do if you're a, a fan in China of Friends is to buy the box set from someone out of the country because that's not available as well. Um, this is a common thing in China. So if you're going to smuggle something in, I don't know if smuggling in friends is the most important thing. You'd be surprised. But, so what did they change? Did they, did, did they say in there? What? Uh, you would uh, Things that like uh, talk about promiscuity, LGBTQ. Really? Those things have been... They've been scrubbed. Well, that, mm-hmm. that's... Friends I'm kind of aired, surprised by that. Okay. Friends aired on NBC from 1994 through 2004. Oh, so it was 10 years. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um. So here's the deal. What did you do for 10 years if you weren't watching Friends? Oh, I had a good life. Okay. For decades, Chinese censors have demanded that scenes deemed sensitive or vulgar be cut from officially imported foreign films and TV shows. In one famous example, the 2007 Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End appeared in mainland theaters missing roughly half of the scenes involving a villain played by Hong Kong actor Chow Yun-Fat after censors decided that scenes made Chinese people look bad. An altered version. Oh, so it wasn't that they were violent. Is no. it they made Chinese people look bad? Chinese people look bad. Okay. Right? So apparently. how much vulgarity was there in Friends? Like, I can't. There. Well, apparently there's, there's scenes that involve uh, mostly LGBTQ, and that's been deemed unnecessary hmm. in Chinese culture. In the. Chandler's dad? That's the only thing I can think of. Or Ross's wife. Or Ross's that. ex-wife. Yeah. Right, right. But that was at the very. That was such a small portion of the show, like a minuscule portion of the show. Uh, scenes were edited. Okay, but let me just. I'm just. I'm reading from Wall Street Journal article here. Um, so there is a, a thing with Ross's wife, right? Where mm-hmm. someone said, "How do I? How do I uh, just?" Let me see this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, it's being deleted. <laughs> <laughs> this thing that we can't find is no, going to be deleted. I had it, but it's gone. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, does it make a difference? Uh, I guess it, yeah, it makes a difference. Well, that's part of what makes his character what it is, is the fact that he had that experience. Right. That his wife left him for another woman. It'd just be like me and don't watch it. <laughs> I, Huh. All right. I mean, I'm just. It's not the the number one thing I'm concerned about for the people of China. Well, it's a, well, it's more censorship. Wait, it is you're right. There are some decisions in life that just flat out determine whether the day will be good or bad. And one of those Mount Everest decisions for me is which ice cream to choose. How is a mere human able to walk into a tasty ice cream shop and choose from seven perfect options? It's Ryan. And the reality is, 
deciding how to manage your mortgage is kind of similar. I had two radio listeners last month say, I've been wanting to know all the details of what a refinance or cash out refinance would look like for me, but I was embarrassed to ask and didn't want to feel pressured if I did. To which I say, we are a place that happily lets you taste test all the flavors. Guilt-free, no pressure, no judgment, and no follow-up unless you ask. It's very normal for us to provide what multiple refinance or cash-out options would exactly look like and then let you decide, or even just walk out completely after the taste test. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Angels Light Addiction Specialists is a beacon of hope for those struggling with substance use disorder. At Angels Light, recovery begins with the unique dignity and worth of every resident. Their small boutique treatment center approach allows a diverse and experienced staff to focus on putting people first and provide the high quality of structured, comprehensive care necessary to support big life changes. Angels Light Addiction Specialists. For immediate help, click call now on Facebook or visit inpatientaddiction.com. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s and I'd sold her timeshare. And that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling a timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. I called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel the timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, There would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. When I got married, uh, I was 24 years old, and I was young. I mean, I didn't... 24. When I look back, I'm, I've never, not a, and I mean this sincerely, I've never for a moment regretted who I married. Never. I mean, I never, like I would never, ever, it's just the best thing I ever did. But we were both so young when we got married. I mean, we didn't know anything about anything yeah. when we got married. Um, but we, you know, we met each other. We loved each other. We wanted to get moved. We got engaged in, you know, less than three months. That was that. That was that. Really? Yes. Okay. Now I'm the complete and total opposite of you. I got married first and only time at 39. Complete and total opposite. I don't regret it. I mean, those. So that was the capstone because you had, you had your professional life. Yeah. You had achieved a certain degree of success. Yeah, stability. And you felt stable. And then you got married. Yeah. No, I mean, it drove my family crazy. Every time they'd say, what do you get? You know, all these rumors, innuendos. What's up with John? What's up with Johnny? Let's go. 
Uh, so I had to suffer through that whole crazy thing. But I with again, all your five sisters. Yeah, I don't regret, and so I don't regret what I did at all. For me, it was the right and good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But you wonder, though. I mean, is there some sort of um, negative? aspersion on people who get married young yeah for sure because yeah because i think people the general culture tends to think that they're silly immature maybe they're codependent and they don't value their education or career but clearly that is not your life exactly but i but i think that that would be the cultural assumption people would make we saw a piece in christianity today don't dismiss the early marrieds Brad Wilcox is here with us. Brad Wilcox is a non-resident senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, director of the National Marriage Project at the University of Virginia. Hey, Brad, welcome to the show. It's good to be here, John. So you've got uh, two living examples here on the air with you, one person who did it one way, another person who did it another way. Brad, based on your research, um, what do John and I represent? Well, you touched on it before, but John is basically the the capstone model of marriage where you kind of get all your ducks in a row potentially, and then you get married. And yours is more the cornerstone model where you kind of like you get married young and grow together and kind of build a family and life together as a couple. And again, today, the capstone model of marriage is more the pattern and the cornerstone model is more the exception. The exception, really. So it's the exception. Why, Brad? I mean, can you can you drill down into that? People are a little leery about being married early. Well, I think, you know, you know, in the previous generation, there were you know plenty of folks who got married in the early 20s and feel like they made a mistake or they regret, you know, that they didn't do more things before um, they they uh, tied the knot. And so often they've counseled their kids to kind of postpone marriage until they're around 30. And that's, again, that's more of the cornerstone model of marriage that is, I think, dominant both in Christian and non-Christian circles uh, today. You know, when it comes to many of my students to sort of get this idea from their parents, they should kind of wait until they're, you know, around 28, 29, 30 before they get serious about someone. So that's a pretty common model out there today in the culture. Right. Now, but when you look at the culture, we were talking about this in an earlier segment about, you know, the, the hookup culture, Tinder dating and whatnot lot. I mean, that's a horror show to me. I can't imagine being someone Trying in their to navigate 20s. That. Try, yeah. I mean, that, that's got to, I would think it's got to propel people, I believe, in one way or another towards early marriage because I don't want, I want to avoid all that or it's, it's so overwhelming. I'm just going to delay it because it, it's just crazy out there. Yeah, I think what we are seeing is that there are growing numbers of young adults who are not dating, not having sex, um, and then, of course, not marrying. Um, and this is a pattern we've seen in other countries play out, like in Japan, for instance. And so the concern here is that we're not going to be just talking about postponement, um, but we're going to be talking about, you know, going without, basically, uh, foregoing marriage, you know, for, um, I would estimate, about a third of young adults today. So I think the new danger today is that young adults will kind of never get around to or never find, you know, the right kind of person to uh, to marry and start a family with. Right. Okay, so we see this, at Brad, in our churches, right, where I look around the congregation and the number of single women far outweighs the number of single men. So uh, with the National Marriage Project, I mean, I'm sure you think about that. You talk about this, about people of faith. How do they engage the dating culture differently than a secular world? Well, 
I think, you know, one thing that I would say is sort of, number one, kind of making it clear to people that kind of getting married in your 20s is a great thing, you know, for people who have found a good partner. And so having a, a culture where, you know, young adults, and I teach at a university, UVA, obviously, um, and our kind of local um, campus ministry is supportive of relatively younger marriage. So I think kind of basically giving people permission if they have a level of maturity, obviously, and a, and a deep and abiding love for one another, to sort of see you know a twenty-something marriage as a legitimate option for them. Mm-hmm. That's just one, you know, one key step that they can take. I think the second key step too is just having people be you know intentional about their relationships and sort of seeing dating as an opportunity not just to have fun or hang out with someone, but also as more importantly as an opportunity to kind of test you know the waters for um, you know for marriage and sort of be thinking about. Is this the kind of person who'd be a good spouse, a good parent, um, as one goes about, you know, dating and and being intentional too about not leading people on? Once you kind of reach the conclusion that there's nothing here on a for more long term basis, so those are kind of two thoughts I'd have on that question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Brad, um, early in our conversation, actually, it's before you came on, um, John asked me what I thought the cultural uh, narrative was and why it kind of, why culturally Americans, I think, or people in the West would look down on people who married young. And I said, I think it's because they think that they don't value their education, they're not interested in career. Um, maybe they're silly and sheltered um, and want to marry early. But the, the, um, the survey results that you include in your article in CT seem to show the opposite. Well, the, what we do see, I think, and of course, today, you know, getting there relatively young is more the exception. So I think what we're seeing today is that young adults actually do feel more mature and have a very clear sense of their love for one another, or the, or the kinds of young adults today who are marrying in their 20s. Whereas, of course, if you were to kind of turn the clock back 30 years, I think there are a lot of younger marriages that took place between people who really weren't, you know, great fits uh, for one another and weren't that intentional. But that's really not the case today. Um, and so I think we also see kind of surprisingly in this new research that when it comes to relationship quality and sexual satisfaction, the people who are getting married relatively younger were more likely to be reporting happiness. Now, again, that may be just because in part, they're the kinds of people today who are just, you know, really interested in marriage or really deeply committed to one another or something else. But the point here is that a lot of the stereotypes that we've kind of ascribed to early marriage, you know, no longer apply to folks who are getting married in their 20s, um, you know, nowadays. That's good. Okay, so, Brad, one one of the most interesting things, you know, you start off a piece uh, in Christianity Today, most single American adults aspire to be married. To be honest, when I read that, I was surprised by that because I would imagine, at least I would think a lot of American adults who are single are thinking, well, living together is fine. Uh, why do I have to worry about being married? Well, it is true that the sort of the share of young adults today who are no longer interested in marriage is higher than it has been, you know, probably ever, at least as I'm aware of, you know, kind of polling data. But it's still the case that the majority of, you know, single young adults would like to marry at some point. Um, so marriage is still kind of the goal, the objective for a majority of young adults. Um, but that, you know, that kind of interest, that commitment has, has been eroding in recent years as marriage has kind of lost some of its sort of cultural power, you know, in our society and its uh, public authority as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, only 30 seconds left. Um, were you as a person or as a, as a teacher encouraged by these findings or not? 
Well, yeah, I am. I mean, I do think, you know, I, I have a kind of a message I can give to my, some of my students who are interested in getting married in their 20s now that's it's encouraging. And I did find with another colleague also, too, that people get married in their early 20s um, without cohabiting, you know, have a comparatively low risk of divorce as well. So I think, you know, for people who are really intentional about marriage and relatively mature, um, we can kind of point them to this as a path that, you know, is worth considering even in 2022. Very good. Brad Wilcox, he joins us. He's the director of the National Marriage Project at the University of Virginia. Don't diss the early marrieds. That's in Christianity Today. Thanks, Brad. One hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh" and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. A new legal filing from the special counsel John Durham says Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign paid an internet company to infiltrate servers at Trump Towers. Bob Agnew has more on that story. The filing says the Clinton campaign infiltrated the servers in order to create the impressions of links between Donald Trump and Russia. Special Counsel Durham has filed a motion in connection with Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman, who allegedly lied when presenting documents supposedly linking Trump to a Kremlin-owned bank just prior to the 2016 election. Former President Trump says the document, quote, provides indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. Bob Agner reporting. And this is SRN News. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now, cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about that and how it will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, inflation's been over 5%, but even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings could be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Kurt Kanodik at Accurate Solutions Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. To get your copy of this free booklet from Kurt Kanodik and the Accurate Solutions Group team, call or text INFLATION to 412-515-3555. That's inflation to 412-515-3555. Inflation, you can't stop it, but you may be able to minimize its impact on your retirement. Call or text inflation to 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Windows are us. You 
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 13. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies will reach a high tomorrow of 35. Tomorrow night, another moonlit sky on tap with a low of 27. Wednesday will be breezy with times of clouds and sunshine. It'll become noticeably milder with a high of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. The 5 o'clock hour. The sun is so high in the sky. I mean, it's not so high. I mean, really. I mean, It's, it's higher. It's very It feels like great. I'm not complaining because I no. think that we survived the darkest part of the year relatively Easily. well. Uh, yeah, so, so. I mean. And, right? I mean. Winter is coming to a close here soon and very soon. Well, it is. It is coming to a close. Last night, it's very. Yeah, I'm doing renovation. I'm doing renovations in my house. How's that going? I don't have anything to do with what's happening in my house, um, other than signing the checks, uh, because um, Matt and his crew are doing all the work. But uh, my whole first floor is back to studs, and there's no insulation in it. So my house <laughs> is so cold. Burr. I mean, are you kidding me? Okay, wait, it wait, is tell the story. Really cold. Wait, because you hired someone to come and blow insulation into your house. Oh, yeah, That's I talked about story. this on the air one day. Did yeah, you? we hired we hired a company to do the kind of insulation that they poke holes in the outside of your house, yeah. and then they blow the, fill it up. They blow foam. the foam insulation in, and it's you know supposed to do oh, what yeah. it's supposed to do. It's a blanket on your right. house. So I think we paid maybe four thousand dollars for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say five years ago. Anyway, when they took all the walls out of our first floor because we were having, you know, changing the configuration of our floor plan, yeah. what did they find? What? The exterior walls might be 50% filled with foam. Might be. <laughs> some might of the, be. Some of the walls are probably 30% filled with foam. And the areas around the windows have nothing. Get the heck. Nothing. So do you think that's like wholesale fraud or just incompetence? No idea. How are you going to know? So you contacted the people? Yes, my husband contacted the people and said, hey, look, I have this photograph and look what it shows. So we haven't heard anything back yet. They're, you haven't? Nope. You haven't heard anything back from these guys? What, why, why are they eager to get back to us? We, they cashed our check five years ago. You would think they would want to stand by their name and reputation, which I'm not going to share here in the air at this point. We could. We could, but I won't at this point. I mean, what the heck? Yes. Yeah, you can't bad. trust anybody to do anything. And th- here's the thing. When that's happening, 
And we don't need to talk about this for long. But when that's happening, how are you going to verify it? You can't. You can't. You so, just assume. It's not like it's a, like a little gas pump. You know that your right. tank is filled. Right. Anyway, but forget anyway, that because last night sorry. was the Super Bowl. Okay, what did you guys think of the game? First off, the game. Christy? I thought it was all right. I wasn't on the edge of my seat or anything. Yeah. I, I, feel I, thought, I was on the edge of my seat at the end, weren't you? No. You didn't count like with all those calls, you mean? The no. calls. I, no, I just meant the last two plays when they went for it on fourth down at oh. the end. And no? Yeah, 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 of I, course. I, yeah. I, was, I mean, there was some excitement there. I was wishing Ben was our guy, and he, Ben was, you know, because, you know, Ben would have made it work. Oh, instead of Joe Burrow? Oh, yeah. He would have made I it think work. Joe, I think, no, I don't. In his prime, Ben would have crushed that. You know, he would have. Well, first of all, there's no way you could know no, that. I'm just saying. But that's what if, I was thinking. But of. when Aaron Donald is on the other side, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. That's okay. What'd you think about MVP? Pride of Penn Hills. What'd you think about MVP? Aaron Donald should have been MVP. Did I, you think? I agree. Okay. So did what? you read today about how, I'm not sure what the truth on this is because there's a lot of information out there yep. right now. So I kind of need, we kind of need to let it settle out. But the people who are voting for MVP need uh, turn in their ballots two minutes before the game is over. Why? Why do they do that? They've got all this time to fart around. So like I don't you, know if it's because that they want to turn it in early so they can get down and get their stories on the field or whoever's tabulated. There's only 17 votes. What if at the last second, you know, there was a James Harrison style well, run back? Well, that's what happened. Right. right? Yeah. Any, but first of all, I think that Cooper Cup is deserving of, course, of it. Fabulous. He had a terrific game. I'm not, argue, I'm not arguing at all with that. I think that I think it's well deserved. But... If you were voting at the very end of the game, wouldn't you say it was Aaron Donald? Yeah, one hundred percent. No, no doubt. I mean, those last the last two downs, yeah. he controlled. He's the reason why the Rams won that game 100%. at the end. At Weren't the very you surprised end. They, they threw a pass? Why? Well, yeah, they're just going to do right. a quick run. I mean, they've been running on those guys all game right. long. I don't know. There were a lot of things that the Bengals did that I didn't understand. Yeah, me too. That's why they lost. I guess so. Right. Anyway, uh, it was. I enjoyed the I game. I thought it was a really good game. I enjoyed I it a lot. I'm watching it again tonight. What? No way. Yeah. Not me. No, I'm, I'm watching, watching a movie tonight. or something. No, I'm watching it again tonight. Okay, what about halftime? Because halftime is very divisive for I a lot of people. I liked halftime. I thought it was great. I didn't have a problem with halftime. People, some people are like hating on halftime. Here's, here's, okay, let me just say this. I'm watching all the commercials. Tommy Lee Jones basically summed up the entire experience for me. Okay, so the, the, the Toyota Tacoma commercial, and you know, there's all about the Joneses. All the Joneses. And Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones looks over and sees one of the Jonas brothers, who yeah. I, I could fall over the guy and didn't know what. And he says, try to keep up whoever you are. <laughs> and I thought, that's my that's my my Super Bowl experience. For the most part, I don't know hip-hop. I don't know yeah. R&B. I, that's not my thing I either. I see Snoop but out I, there yeah. and all those guys, and I think, whatever. Your time to shine, right? Whatever. Some people are going, oh... It was, you know, racist or, you know, all this. You heard all. How many different things did you hear about that? Well, first, well, first off, I thought it was a lot. If people were concerned about decency, it was a lot more decent than like when it was Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Shaking it. Okay. Uh, second. Yeah. The second thing is I I liked how it looked. I liked the setup of like the staging of it and different acts happening in different places. Yeah. Um Snoop was hilarious. He makes me laugh whenever I see him. I just I thought the whole thing was fun. Yeah. Other I, than the fifty cent part with all of the you know him surrounded by sixty women, which is ridiculous. I mean, the, but isn't the rest, that what rap is? Yeah, but the rest of it, I thought was 
was really fun. Yeah. And you know what else I thought in the middle of it? Is that this is what Major League Baseball is missing. Oh. Major League Baseball like has no connection, has no connection to black to America. Youth. And to black America. Yeah. Right? So there are white players and there are Hispanic players. But there are fewer and fewer black players every year because they have no connection to that community. Right. I felt like the NFL was celebrating their connection to the black community in America. I agree. Why? I mean, I think I thought it was great. I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to watch it again. I'm watching it again. Okay. But wait. Can we, t- can we talk about um, commercials? Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Favorite or something you hated or something you liked? Uh, there was a lot to hate. Um what it surprised me just overall, in a general way, is that there was not a lot of creativity in this year. I didn't think they were very good. Did you think they, so? They were they flat. Were yeah. Yeah. They were really flat. Do you think all those creative minds, all that money, and this is the best you came up with? How many sort of time travel things do we have to do? I mean, even the best like other commercials were just kind of mad to me. I, 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 early on, I liked the uh, Ian McGregor spot. Where you know? Was oh yeah, that was a good one. That Expedia. was Expedia. That was a good one. I mean, that, that was about. Cool. Are you valuing the? Th- are you going to when regre- you die? Are, are you, you going to regret the things that you didn't buy or the things you didn't see? That was a great message, right? He opens the door and there's the beach, and I go, "You got me, my friend. I'm right there with you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the BMW? He's Zeus, right? I missed it. That was okay. Sorry, it was fine. Yeah. That was big productions. A lot of money there. How about the? Um, the Coinbase thing with the um, QR code, yeah. What the that annoyed me. I am not walking no, no. up to my TV with my phone. I just zoomed in, so everybody was yelling at me because I was on my phone. So I zoomed in, and apparently the the website crashed. It oh, couldn't did handle it. all the traffic. Oh, that's cool. I la- I laughed. I thought it was funny. You know, it's just kind of a, a okay. weird little. You know, um, uh, the Polestar one I thought was Polestar. terrific. That was the that's the new electric car. It oh, just had yeah, the yeah. words. Next to the very car, spare, it very was very clean. spare. It just had the word. As soon as it started, my, my husband and my daughter and I were like, "Well, what is this?" It kept our attention the whole thirty. Yeah, and I just by the end, I was like, "We all said that's a great ad." That's cool. Okay, how about the Michelob ad? Now there were several Michelob ads, but the one, the no, the Michelob ad with uh, the bowling alley with uh, Steve oh, Buscemi Peyton, uh, and Peyton Manning and Serena Williams. Serena shows up at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was it's a pretty good, good ad. Yeah. I like that. I'd say the best ad for me, just because just it was funny and unusual and it was a surprise, was the Barbie rocket mortgage ad. Uh, that yeah. Was, that was very well done. Okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, because she, she called out the home flippers. <laughs> right. And, um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody kind of- bad, The bad neighborhood. Right. Everybody kind of nodded and went, oh, yeah, I get that. You know? I like that, too. My favorite one, though, has to be the Pringles. Oh, the Pringles. The guy who gets his hand stuck yeah, in the yeah. Pringles thing. I mean, that's- that was, very, that was funny. very funny. But wait, the other one I loved was the one about um, the Clydesdale journey, the horse that gets hurt. Oh, right. And his friend who's the dog is like mm. scared for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. the human is scared for him. And then the Clydesdale comes. I mean, it, I was right. a, such a sucker for it. Very good. I loved it. Okay, so. You didn't like that very much. It was You're giving okay. it short shrift. I am. Fine. Please tell me about The Rock. What was The Rock <gasps> being the hype man? What was that all about? It was a little cheesy. All I could think of is, how is your waist that small? No. I, I, I thinking, didn't even hear what he said. I was like... Ah. His forearms are bigger than my head. His waist is like the size of my wrist. What has happening? Rock is cool. He's very likable. He did a great job with what he was given. Like yeah. he, he really... He lived into it. He did, Completely. Yeah. I'm just not sure why we had to do that. I don't know. The whole. Th- but he can do no wrong. No. Right? There's not... He can I, do I like whatever him. he wants. He can show up for anything and will be perpetually loved in today's society we need people like that right exactly. right where everybody's on board and you go oh there's the rock were you, you not him. shocked by his waist 
gigantic. No, because I feel like I've seen him. I've seen he's, just, he's in everything. It's unnatural. It's Rock shocking. is the male equivalent of the Barbie doll. True story. Siri, it's, a, I mean, it's hard to believe he doesn't fall over when he stands up. You got that right. Okay, take a quick break. Come back. Uh, coming back to oh. children who belong. Who belongs? We'll find that out next. It's the Ride Home Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on Word FM. WORD. Once I figured out, you know, it was a little boy, then I heard his heartbeat like I just cried. You guys helped me make my mind up. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. My son is in the second grade at our local public school, and yet somehow he gets to attend a Bible class during his school day because of LifeWise Academy. We're seeing public school students from urban, rural, and suburban communities who have never heard the basic stories of how Jesus came to rescue us. Hey, Word FM listeners, I'm Joel Penton, founder of LifeWise Academy, and we bring Bible education to public school students during the school day. Believe it or not, in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students can actually be released from public school during school hours to receive religious instruction. However, almost no one knows it's possible. LifeWise Academy provides the structure and tools for local communities to put to work. This program is taking off nationwide and our kids' futures are being changed. Would you consider leading the charge to start a LifeWise in your neighborhood school? The first step is to voice your support at LifeWiseAcademy.org. I was 11 years old at my first national championships. I fell I don't know how many times. Michelle Kwan is the most decorated figure skater in U.S. history. When I had a dream, my dream came true because I dedicated myself. Dedication made Michelle Kwan a champion. I was passionate about something and I made sure that I worked hard for it. And dedication can make your dreams a reality. Whatever your dream and goals are, they can come true. Dedication. Pass it on from a Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Kath and I are, are sort of in the similar boat in that our kids are pretty much on the way out, right? They're, we're, we're close to being truly empty nesters, yeah. which has been a, a fabulously strange, exhausting, right, maddening, delightful, funny, crazy journey all those years. But, you know, now you see your kids in a whole other light when they're, you know, in their 20s and 
They're, hey, right. see you guys. We, we talked to them, you know, enough, but mm-hmm. it's not like we're joined at the hip or the head like they used to be. Right. Or we have to be the ones preserving their life and limb. Everything. Everything depends upon us. So it's, a, it's been a weird transition. So you wonder about that, about, you know, you and your relationship with your kids. Um, that's why we saw this piece from uh, Hannah Anderson. Hannah's a friend of ours. We follow her closely on Twitter. We love the work that she does. She's written several books, Made for More, All That's Good, and Humble Roots, How Humility Grounds and Nourishes Your Soul. But she wrote a piece uh, about children who belong. And Hannah, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, Hannah, I saw um, this article because I realized that you and John and I were all reading the same book or had read the same mm-hmm. book by our friend Alan Noble, uh, You Are Not Your Own. And Alan was on the show. We talked about it um, for a, a good long period of time, Hannah. And I, I would say for people who haven't read it, the like where it starts or where it goes um, is that we're, we belong to God, but our world is becoming increasingly inhumane. And so what does that mean? What is, what, how does that, you know, flesh things out in our work and in our worship and in our relationships and in how we think about ourselves? But you turned it to how it is that we would raise children. So we, we want to raise whole children, um, and healthy kids. Um, but we have to do that recognizing what kind of world we're raising them in. So Hannah, talk about that as a starting place. Um, how old are your kids and how are you st- thinking through these things with them now. Absolutely. Um, as you said, Kathy, Alan's book is about kind of recovering this vision of ourselves and our lives as belonging to God, contrary to a world that's always asking us to self-create or to become something more, to kind of validate our presence in the world, um, that we always have to be enough. And I was reading through his book, fantastic book, and it sparked a lot of um, thoughts for me as a mother. My children seem to get older every year, so I now have a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 12-year-old. But this kind of coincided with my daughter starting to apply for colleges. And I saw this culture that was kind of coming to a head for her in terms of, are you going to be enough? Are you going to be able to get into these schools? Have you done enough self-creation over the course of your high school experience that you will now be validated by a slot at whatever school? And, you know, obviously there's a level of inherent just good competition, but I also saw her struggling to understand if she had done enough. And reading Alan's book kind of opened that question up even further for me as parents watching children kind of grow up in this inhumane world, mm-hmm. what are we even trying to do? Would I, how would I enter into her sense of struggle in those moments of saying, have I created enough to validate my presence in this world? And it just made me really think about how God receives us, how, what it means for us to belong to God, not just as parents and people, but then to teach our children that ultimately their safety and security is being God's children, um, not that they have become something that would then say they were good enough. Yeah. I mean, Hannah, that's fabulous. I I take that 100% because this conversation, it kind of slapped me in my face because my I remember having a conversation with my oldest kid a few years ago and, and I was kind of going off on you know your career and yada 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 and blah 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 and, and what about you and and he was like dad 
that thing that you created, that's your thing. He said, I don't necessarily need to have like some giant career. He said, really what I want is my friends. Maybe I'll get married, but you know, I'll have my relationship with God and that's enough for me. I just want to be happy. That's so interesting. That's your thing that you have for me. Yeah. That, wow. I mean, he put me in my place and I was like, it, it stopped me in my tracks because I never as a guy thought that way, but he was telling me just to back off. Hmm. And I, I've had similar experiences with my own daughter wanting, in my mind, saying, well, I want to give you opportunities maybe that I didn't have or that I would have liked to have. But, but what I found I was doing often was giving her my self-expression or my opportunities. And, and what we worked through and reframed was the question, what does God have for you? Who has he made you to be? Mm-hmm. You belong to him. He has given you gifts and capacities. Let's discover those together. And as your parent, I'm going to come along and I'm going to help you mature into whatever God is calling you to. Um, And that's not to say we don't parent our children toward excellence or maturity, but we redefine what that is. And we're, we're defining it in terms of God has made you, you belong to him. What would it look like to discover what that means together? Hannah Anderson is with us, author of Made for More, All That's Good and Humble Roots, How Humility Grounds and Nourishes Your Soul. Um, we're talking about the the idea of raising kids that are whole um, in an increasingly fragmented society. And uh, Hannah, that's one of the things that kept coming to my uh, mind as I was reading Alan's book. And of course, it's a subject that he talks about often in there is how when we feel like our future, whether it's your daughter going to college or John's son trying to look at the next step of, you know, being gainfully employed or whatever it is. If it's all up to us, as our culture keeps telling us, that's a terrifying place to be. No wonder our culture is in the grip of depression and anxiety and everything else because we don't, so much rests on our decision, our choosing. Absolutely. And I think we as parents sometimes feel that in relationship to our kids, because one of the things we feel that we're being judged by is, have I done a good job as a parent? And so if we are operating within that sense of self-creation, have I done enough? Have I created the right child? Then we kind of pass that on generationally as well, where our performance as parents shapes what we're actually doing with our children. And as Alan points out, the, the, the way the gospel comes into that is to remove that pressure and to say, you belong to God. And we, we parent out of obedience. We parent out of love. We are entrusted with these beautiful image bearers. But our performance even there um, is not what creates us or creates them. We have been made by a loving Heavenly Father who's calling us into something bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I... I get that, right? I mean, I'm all for that. But at the same time, I think, you know, remember not that long ago, the SAT scandal. I mean, parents were paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their kids into elite universities because everybody wants the absolute best for their kid at the least amount of pain, right? Uh, Open up the door and go and live your life. And I've paved the way for you to make it easier. But of course, you know, of course, everybody who's an adult knows it doesn't work that way. And pain is essential to, to live a good life in many ways. Right. Your children are going to face pain, whether it comes from having to just learn how to work hard and carry the burdens, whether it means living in a broken world or other people causing them pain. And so I think what we are calling them to then is 
not um, a life of success or self-creation, but are you going to be mature enough to have your identity stable enough in God so that when you encounter the hard work, you're going to still do it. When you encounter the suffering, God's going to lead you through it. And so it's not in any way that we aren't calling our children to hard things or we're coddling them. It's just we're reshaping. Your identity is not in your success or in your getting into this school or your performance. You're being held safe by God. And out of that identity, you're going to mature and you're going to grow into the goodness that he has for you. And listen, that's going to set you apart. If you're ta- I'm talking to the, to the child here, that's going to set you apart from your culture in so many ways. Um, not that you're going to skate through, not that you're going to need therapy, that you're not going to need therapy or that you're going to not have any problems, but there is something intrinsically different about believing that you belong to a good God than that you are a pinball that's just being, you know, Thrown knocked about. around by it, it is a it is a completely different way of waking up in the morning. It just is. Absolutely. And your work takes on different meaning and the things that you pursue take on different meaning because you're being called into them by him, um, not to differentiate yourself or to get ahead or to be a success in this world. But, but that's because what he has been he has given you to do, and he's going to walk with you through them. Right. Now, look, I, I hear you, hear the two of you talking. I didn't know that at 17. I didn't know that at 22. I didn't know that at 25. Yeah. It took me a long time to figure that out. And I think a lot of us as parents are learning while we're parenting. Sure. And that can feel very discouraging because I know I started the process, the college process, out with my daughter one way, and God has transformed me in the midst of it where I really regret the way I kind of maybe pushed and and said, this is what we're trying to do. Um, But it's been a transformative thing, reading Alan's book, kind of reflecting to say, wait a minute, we pull back and remember we're safe with God. Whatever he brings through this process, he's bringing it. We're just showing up to what he's calling us to. Yeah. 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 And that's a, that is a hard thing to remember when there's tension, you know, especially when you've got deadlines, you know, you have to apply to that school by this date and you have to have your transcript there by this date. All of a sudden, when you those deadlines come around, or at least in, I remember when we were going through this process with our kids, it was like, here it is. Here it is, right? <laughs> and there's no there's no moment to like reflect on. Oh, isn't God good? No, and no. Is that, aren't we secure? And Let's go. <laughs> Falling off there a cliff. is still a moment to be the mature one and to say this needs to be submitted tonight. Yeah. Do it. Sit right. down. Right. Because again, our children are not mature. When we say that we receive them as belonging to God, or we receive their full humanity, we're not saying they are fully wise and fully mature and don't have room for instruction. That's why God gave them parents. We are there to do a job. Um, But it's also this call to say, sit down, do this now. Um, This is your responsibility given to you by God, but the results are in his hands. Okay, so Hannah, so then you you said the journey changed. It started out one way, Mm -hmm. it came to another way. You realized that. When you realized that, were you able to pass that along to your daughter? I hope so. I did. I've talked with her about that. I've apologized to her for the intensity that I brought at the beginning. I've shared with her what's changed in my thinking, how I'm approaching it now, tried to open up a little more space in terms of let's figure out what you do well and what is the place that God has for you. 
and given a little more margin, I hope, <laughs> but yeah. we've had that conversation and she seems to be um, a lot more relaxed. And of course, at this point, we're past the deadlines. So that helps as well. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's what's done is done, right? right. The level of angst, at least, the level of emotion can go down a bit. No, but that's a good gift. I mean, really, I mean, you're able to do that and to apologize and along the way. it's a wonderful thing to apologize to your kids. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of the healthiest things that a parent can do. They do get taken off guard by it sometimes, and I they, have to affirm it and say, yes, I actually am apologizing. Right. Yeah, of course. I know this is shocking to you, but I just want you to know I realize I screwed up. Right, I do. But it just reinforces the idea, Hannah, that you've been getting at, which is that if I'm submitting myself to God, and I'm telling you as my child to submit yourself to God, I have to recognize when I've fallen short, and we're in this together. That's really good. Yeah. Hey, Hannah, uh, before you leave us, you know, take, take a second. You know, uh, I'm always wondering about a, a writer like yourself. I mean, you write very intentionally. You produce a lot of quality work. What is that like for you, a 12-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 17-year-old? H- how does that all work in your life? Well, I'll tell you about this last season. For the last, oh, six to eight weeks, I've been up to my ears in a book project with a, a deadline and my children have learned this is a season and mom um, will see mom in about two or three weeks after she's done (laughs) and everybody in their family pitches in and one thing we've tried to cultivate is an understanding that whatever we're called to any member of the family is called to something that we're all called to it together so whether it's children have something at school the whole family is supporting that, whether it's dad's work, whether it's mom's work. And whenever someone has a moment of intensity or pressure, as I've had over the last few weeks, everyone kind of rallies and understands that this is for a season and it's time to put the full force of the family's support behind this one person. And that will shift in various seasons. Um, But they, I, I love the idea. I hope this will turn out okay that they'll grow up and tell these stories to my grandchildren and laugh at me and say, I remember when mom wrote books and we didn't see her for weeks or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. But, but we do take it on as a family calling. And I think that's really the only way um, that it would work. That's great. It's very healthy. That's great. Well, it's Thanks good to talk you. to you again, Hannah. Yeah, it was good to talk to you both. Our pleasure. Hannah Anderson, uh, like we said, she's working on multiple things. Humble Roots... How humility grounds and nourishes your soul, and all that's good. Um, just love her. You can follow her on Twitter, Hannah Anderson. Angels Light Addiction Specialists is a beacon of hope for those struggling with substance use disorder. At Angels Light, recovery begins with the unique dignity and worth of every resident. Their small boutique treatment center approach allows a diverse and experienced staff to focus on putting people first and provide the high quality of structured, comprehensive care necessary to support big life changes. Angels Light Addiction Specialists. For immediate help, click call now on Facebook or visit inpatientaddiction.com. You know, your mom always used to say, uh, listen, be careful about the company you keep, right? Because who you hang out with really defines in many ways who you are. Well, when you look at Grove City College, the community of students who call this place home, I believe, is really something special because Grovers care about and for each other. And there's more than 150 student organizations that will prove that every day. Also, you just got to look at the alumni, the Grover alumni. It's gigantic. And they care for each other decades after they've graduated from Grove City College. So if your child is looking for next year or in the near future, 
I'd recommend you look at Grove City College because the company you keep is really quite excellent. What about the company you keep, John, as far as the people who are teaching you or the people who are advising you or the people that are kind of helping you figure out yourself over four years? You know, that's, I think, probably just as important as your peers, right? Especially when you're between 18 and 22 and you're trying to figure out what life is about and how you can fit in and what your career path is like and what your gifting is. The faculty that are there to advise at Grove City College are truly outstanding. They're people with big minds and big hearts. And your child might end up a different person because of the mentorship they could have at a place like Grove City. Look at Grove City College, a classical campus one hour from Pittsburgh, gcc.edu. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. And a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. You are not your diagnosis. And vision loss does not define you. Your drive defines you. And we are here to let those challenged with blinding retinal diseases know that we are driven too. To be a beacon of strength. A champion of courage. An advocate for hope. And we are stronger together. We fund. We fight. We We win. We We are are the the Foundation Foundation Fighting Blindness. Blindness. Join the fight at fightingblindness.org. We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 13. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies will reach a high tomorrow of 35. Tomorrow night, another moonlit sky on tap with a low of 27. Wednesday will be breezy with times of clouds and sunshine. It'll become noticeably milder with a high of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Curtains. <laughs> oh. oh, very interesting you bring this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> curtains in your bedroom make sense. Okay. Curtains in your living space make no sense to me whatsoever. I want light flooding in. I don't care about some voyeur. I just want sunlight as much as possible all day, every day. So they don't make a lot of sense to me. It's like sheer curtains and then the thing on top of the shears and then the, the valiance up top, the curtain rod, all that window dressing stuff. And I, I know people love that stuff. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Well, you sound very certain about it. I, it doesn't make sense to me. For some privacy in your bedroom? Of course. You're completely wrong. What? Completely wrong. Uh, All that fashion stuff going on there. I'm not saying it's fashion. I'm saying that there's some, like, basic elements, A, of design, and B, of decency. Do you really want people watching you walking around your living room? 
Do you really want people watching you walk around your living room? You know what people are doing? What? They're too busy to look at you no. walking into the living room. You hope they are, they, since you don't have any curtains. Were you you eavesdropping on your husband or mine? No, a little, maybe. You heard that conversation? I, we, heard, I heard the tail end. I was over at your house on Saturday. We had that conversation standing in front of a window. And, and we were like, like, and your husband was like, I don't mean to discount, but. Mm-hmm. And then he did. It's fine, because I can take it. He's, and he described it. I got the shear. I got the other thing. It's a wall. It's only you can't. Why bother him to have a window? Oh, for heaven's sake. But you know why? Because that I don't want sense. people looking at what I'm doing inside my house, John. That's why. They're too busy doing other things. You say, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. It does yeah. make sense to me. Okay, I was in Giant Eagle the other day. I was buying some syrup. Mm-hmm. What is the deal with the bottles of syrup and the little handle? Why would you even have a handle on a bottle of syrup? <laughs> that doesn't make any... Does anybody use the handle on the bottle of syrup? I don't think so. It makes no sense at all. It's ridiculous. It's like some design feature that they put in there. And I think it feels like every syrup manufacturer has the little handle. As though it's like some sort of like cute thing or something. Or like nostalgia. Why doesn't make it? I can hold it with my hand. I don't need the little ding. It's like having a handle on a on a um, on a pot holder. Really? Why do I need a little handle on a pot holder? It's the same thing. Handles are useless in those kind of situations. Are you asking me? Yeah, does it make sense? Time's almost done. I like the handle. Oh, and plus, and I also pronounce it syrup. What I say, syrup. <laughs> you say potato. I say potato. And curtains are good. Curtains don't make sense. No, do. Handles on syrup bottles don't make sense either. 101.5 WORD. God didn't exactly ease young Samuel into his new role as the next prophet of Israel. Hear the shocking message he had to deliver in his very first assignment and find out how providence made it all possible. Study with us this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. My grandma makes fried chicken that is simply the world's best. But sometimes she'll say, "Uh, I didn't get that batch just perfect. To me, a little bit less than the world's best still tastes like the world's best. It's Ryan. And that's kind of how I feel about all this interest rate hubbub right now. The internet wants to make it feel like the sky is falling. And sure, rates might come up a bit this year. But a small move up from historically the lowest the world has ever seen is still some tasty fried chicken. I worked with a radio listener this week and gave him five different refinance and cash out refinance options. Because rates were still great and because home values have gone sky high, he was able to pull out a significant amount of cash from his home and his mortgage payment and years on the loan didn't change at all. They're going to use the cash to pay off some debt, take a special vacation, and save the rest for peace in their brains. If you're curious what your specific options would be, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now. And they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. 
So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Valentine's Day. Oh, wait. Uh, I saw something today. Some, someone saw on Facebook said, I don't ever want to speak to anybody who are, who, who pronounces it Valentine's. Oh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love mean, that. It just gets corrupted. It doesn't bother me either way, but it is, it is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm, it is. How'd you meet your husband? Uh, I was playing a prostitute in the church play. Oh, isn't that romantic? Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. <laughs> that says something about. Wait, so you're in a church play and your husband's in the audience going, mm-hmm. There's my lady. <laughs> That's pretty much <laughs> That's what happened. Her. That's pretty much what happened. And what? He approached you after the performance? He approached me after. We were we were doing the uh, life of uh, Hosea, the prophet Isaiah, and mm-hmm. I was the wayward wife, Gomer, yeah. who sells herself into prostitution. Gomer. And um, he came up to me afterwards and he was like, Hi, I'm Eric. And he. <laughs> I, I had heard previous to this moment, someone at the church said, hey, have you met that Puerto Rican guy? And I said, no, I haven't met the Puerto Rican guy. And then, you know, we talked about other things. Anyway, so when my husband came up to me, I, he he's Swedish, first of all. He's not Puerto Rican. But he had a landscaping job. and He was very, very tan, yeah. very tan. And um, he's also very strong. And he had a buzz cut. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he must be the Puerto Rican guy. And he looks like he's like a Marine. So I called him the Puerto Rican Marine. Meanwhile, he's like a musician from <laughs> from Sweden. <laughs> Talk about first impressions yeah, that don't pan out. Yeah. Now, see, anyway. if, you, if you were on Tinder, you would have swiped right by him. Right? Puerto Rican Marine, oh, nope, Swedish gosh. musician. Very nice. Well, yeah. That's how, anyway, that's how we met. But we didn't date for another couple of years after that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He didn't pull the trigger on that. He tried. Oh, oh! You would have none of that. Yeah, you were otherwise occupied. I was. All right. Okay. Hey, so we have a limited time. Does anybody have a good story about how they met their spouse? Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. I met my wife um, on Thanksgiving Day. I had just left New York City, like I'd been there for a decade, and a, my best friend said, "Hey, come on up. We're having some friends over for Thanksgiving. You know, to, come on back. We'd like to see you." So. Uh, I did, and these these people were all made handsome livings on Broadway, and they pulled together their money and they bought a. This is crazy. Actors bought a second house like outside of the city, so I drove up there. I happened to go back to the city because I wasn't living there anymore. There's a big change there. I knocked on the door, and this young woman opens the door and she's like, "Hi, I'm Rhonda," and I was like, "I bet you are." <laughs> That's a great response. I bet you are. And we were off to the races pretty much there after that. Um, so how long from that day until you became engaged? Uh, a while, actually. Maybe like a, a year and a half. 
Yeah. Were you dating the whole time, or were you just? Yes, did you just yeah. know each other? I, I, I was dating. Yeah, I was dating. She was. Dating, she, <laughs> I was dating, but she wasn't. She, you know, she was dating me. <laughs> but it's weird because we were dating. You know, long distance, New York City, which is crazy. So you weren't in New York, but she was. Yeah. Which was crazy. So yeah, but eventually we we're like, okay, let's you know, let's do this. Mm-hmm. How about you? How long? How long? Well, we were friends for a couple years. And then once we started dating, we only dated for three months before we got engaged. Do also oh, so do you when you were friends, did you hang out with other people? Mm-hmm. Do you think that helped? I think it did help. Mm-hmm. I think it really helped because I um, had a had had a a string of dating people who were just not particularly kind, nice people. Dating people, dating men who mm-hmm. were not who were jerks, kind of. That's surprising, isn't it? The men could be jerks. And it is surprising. You've never experienced anything like that, have you, no, Christy? Of course not, right. Nothing like that at all. Nothing. No, no, no. But I kept being attracted to the same type of person who would end up kind of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I and someone stepped in who uh, was in a counselor position in my life, not an actual therapist because that was before I ever did that officially. Yeah. But someone who was working at my church stepped in and said, you realize if you keep on doing what you're doing, dating the kind of people you're dating, you're going to end up in a miserable marriage. Huh. So you were making bad choices. Consistently over m- many years. But then because of the advice of a good friend who saw you from the outside and saw, and then also saw Eric. And said, there's this perfectly good guy who's been wanting to date you all this time and you won't even give him a chance. What, what is, how, why, what's wrong with you? And I was so mad. And it was only you were like, mad at the person who oh, gave this yeah, advice. very much. How dare you? Yes. Like I'm broken somehow. Yes. And and, you're- yeah. And then I walked out. I was on Pitt's campus. I walked down on Fifth Avenue and I walked two blocks and I thought, he's right. It came to me that fast. It was like him. I was angry for a very short time. And then all of a sudden it was like so clear. Like, what was I doing? And so then did you ask him out? No, I just decided to stop being, you know. The cold fish that I'd been for the prior two <laughs> yeah. years, and then how long? How long did the you know did he say, "Hey, come on"? He he uh, said to me, uh, "I'm gonna I'm going on vacation." And I said, oh, "Okay, I think going away for a week," and uh, he said, "Yeah, I'm going to be gone for about like three months." And I was like, oh, "Really?" He said, up. "Yeah, I'm I'm a teacher," and I'm, I said, "Who are you going on vacation with?" He said, "Oh, I'm just going by myself," and I thought, "Well, that's interesting. It's like says a lot about a person that they'd." vacation alone for yeah, that length of comfortable time with themselves and so he said you know maybe i'll see you when i get back and then about a month into that i was like i kind of miss that guy i wonder what he's doing on his three-month vacation by himself and there were no emails then. no and then wh- what and then when he came back in september he called me and i was like i hey, all of a here. sudden it seemed like it was a date then and then all my roommates i was living with five girls at the time they were like this looks like kathy's going on a date mm. What if in the interim he had met somebody else? Wouldn't that be terrible? But you blew it. Wouldn't and I would. Timing I probably everything. would have really thought that I blew it because I would have blown it. Right, the one that got away. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. The one that got away. Yeah. But everything worked out. Never looked back. Uh huh. Never. Isn't looked. he excellent? Oh, he's a hundred percent. I mean, he's like a plus plus plus. So plus. is your wife. I mean, are I you mean, kidding fabulous, me? You know, they're much nicer than me and you. Oh, they they're are. much but, better. They're more well-rounded. They're they much are. more sensible. Dang it! The two of us. How did we? <laughs> that's that's why you know there's God. 
<laughs> Seriously, you did. Because God looked at John and I, and he was like, boy, we got I have to send them some significant help. Please, John, get your act together, you loser. <laughs> All right, we need to step away. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about our picks from Friday. And this oh. is the conclusion of our uh, the picks we've been doing for the NFL season. And is this, um, is this all over? This a winner, pick thing is over. A win- our winner will be announced. That's oh, oh. <laughs> I already know what the I lost. John, you know what that is? Yeah, the one that got away. <sighs> Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling—it's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing It Right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy preferred contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always. At MGRCPA.com. When cold and flu season has you down, don't play around. Stay on top of your game with Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Delivering unbeatable multi-symptom relief to help you power through your day. Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One and done. Use as directed. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. We've been making picks since pretty close to the beginning. Maybe not the beginning. I'd say two, a third of the way through the NFL season, we started making yeah. our picks. Mm-hmm. No week. money was exchanged. No, no. It was a friendly wager here no, and no there. Wager. It was a wager of, of respect. 
seeing who would come out at the end of this contest in a way that the other two people had to say, yes, that is... You are the champion. That is the champion. The champion of all time. And the day has come. Could you play the music, Christy? In the history of the universe. You are the champion. Oh, this this is not really champion music, is it? (laughs) And this is the kind of champion we're talking about, is the one that's reflected in this music. Again, no money changed hands. It was just us for, you know, some bragging rights. Which so we, unfortunately won't be mine. We had two games uh, over the weekend. Uh, we did the Pens at Devils, yep. and of course we did the Super Bowl, mm. the uh, Bengals at the Rams. And um, so things were uh, very tight going into this. Christy was in the lead, twenty six and a half. John was close behind at twenty five and a half. I was lagging behind at twenty five, but still very close. I have closed the gap. I feel like I need to get some oh, kind of... Easily within striking distance. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah, you. Because there was, there was a time in there where I was very, very oh, decrepit. Way back. And where I was. Anyway, um, when it came to the Super Bowl, John and Christy were tied. It was a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. Tied. I, and I knew that going and in. And Christy and I picked the Rams, but John picked the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot riding on those four mm-hmm. quarters. A lot riding on it. Anyway. You know what happened. Too bad, so sad, John. Too bad, Johnny. Ended up with zero points out of the Super Bowl. Oh. Anyway. The champion is Christy. Yes. Christy. Woo. Congratulations. Come on top. Now, what is Very exciting nice. to imagine is what the prize will be for mm. Christy. Mm-hmm. Because that might not have been decided upon in advance. That might be something that is right. in process. You know what even it is now. It's a box of books. Which <laughs> <laughs> is excited about Just that, John. It's, it's not. Anyway, Christy, you have my heartiest congratulations. Mine as well. And Good our, job. And Thanks. our adulation. And I have, Excellent. I, you know, for those of you watching on uh, YouTube right now, I have pages of our picks. Yeah, you can't see. That it's go all back. Light. I have charts that have been like. Can you like look right, at? There we go. No, like I have better. charts here that go that. back. I mean, I've done this for like all this time. It goes back many more pages than I can show you even now. Look, right. look at them all. I They're would everywhere. say that this is something you put on your resume. I, I might actually. Winner of the 2022 Ride Home Pool, right? Sports pool. Sports. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking, I mean, we could, I feel like this is something that maybe we need to pick up in the fall. I don't think that, you know, baseball, we care enough about yeah. baseball. We're on strike and, anyway. Who yeah, cares I mean, about these guys? Right. Maybe, Break my- maybe we might start a small contest when the NHL playoffs begin. Sounds like a great idea. Or maybe a March Madness thing. Uh, I think uh, March, March Madness. March Madness. Yeah, the ba- little, little bracket there. Sure, I we've found myself rather successful in the past. Though. I don't know. What if the Pens? It's, you know, I'm, a, I'm worried that the Pens and by us being involved, somehow that's like bad. Mojo. Like, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're going to cast because all of a sudden I'm inserting myself next to Sid in. <laughs> you're, and I, you're putting yourself in his story. Kind of. You know I, what? I got to be honest. I don't think Sid's concerned about I, that. I don't think so at all. <laughs> I, I appreciate just, your love and care, but I don't think... From uh, my perspective, though, like, I, I don't want to bump up alongside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Again, <laughs> he's unconcerned yeah. about it. Hey, Sid, it's Johnny. <laughs> I don't want to mess you up. Sid's thinking, go. don't worry, because uh, that's not going to happen. I got it, John. I got it. Okay, the puck's mine. Yeah, so I'm looking ahead to a March Madness thing where I okay. might perhaps rise to the top. Perhaps. <laughs> he doesn't sound confident, Kat. I'm just saying. It hurts me a little. Anything can happen. I could have won this thing. 
I could have been somebody. Yeah, but here's the, the thing: the, bang, the Bengals could have won. They could have nah, won, but Joe they didn't. Burrow got hurt. They, that's right; they couldn't. Yeah, and you couldn't. John. They had plenty of opportunities. Hey, yeah. and Wolf called it. He said, "Right, choose the Rams." Yep, he that's did. exactly. He said, "Aaron." He said, "Go with Aaron Donald," and I said, "Yes." Not, yeah, Penn Hill strong. Mm-hmm. He also said, um, "Enjoy my favorite part of the Super Bowl." This is Wolf talking. Yeah, the confluence of footages, which we did, <laughs> which we did, we did, we tried to. Anyway, hey, thanks for being with us. Podcast is up and running. See you tomorrow, God willing. Say your prayers, please. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.